Good morning, good morning, Rabbi Breakfast in the class today is sponsored by Shai Mahani in celebration of the upcoming wedding of Rachel Ashendorf to Benedetto Mevorach Kahlun. As well, Breakfast in the class is dedicated in loving memory and Lunishmat Sarah Victoria, Bad Rafael Lea Shalom by her granddaughter Sheba Hurizadeh. Uh, in loving memory and Lilunishmat Shimon ben Masuda, Alava Shalom, sponsored by his grandson Dorel Melul. As well, sponsored by Ben Chakshur, dedicated in, in honor of his wife Limor and in celebration of the birth of their new baby girl. Uh, the week of Cobra was sponsored by David E. Ash in honor of you and your substantial capacity to do good today and every day. Sponsored by Abraham Nahmayas in celebration of the birth of a granddaughter, Batsheva, to Chana and Rabbi Shlomo Farhi, and the engagement of Sandy and Haron Shochet's daughter, Naomi, to David Dilemani. The breakfast in the class is dedicated for the Rafa Shalom and complete recovery of Aharon ben Aaron ben Rachel Ruth, sponsored by Gabby Kezri, and for the Rafa Shalom of Yitzchak Daniel ben Roni, sponsored by Rani Dagan. Last but not least, in loving memory of Sabiha Sagman, Allah Shalom Lilunishpat Sabiha Bat Lulu, sponsored by her son Isaac Sagman. As well, Mechila, uh, dedicated in celebration of Shmuel Levi's birthday, sponsored by his wife Rachel and their kids, Eliyahu, Ezra, Yonatan, Shoshana, and Ariel. Magnificent. My friends, um, I wanted to just share one idea, one concept with all of you here today. And that is, in our Torah this week, we read about a, uh, an unfathomable occurrence, about the fact that Abraham Avinu is commanded to uh, do the story of the Akedah, to bring his son Yitzhak, to raise him up at the top of the mountain, and to bring him up as a, as a sacrifice. Now, that is unfathomable. It's unconscionable. It doesn't make any sense. It can't be. Which is why the Pasuk says, Abraham Avinu, uh, in going to do this, it tells us that he sent his hand to take the knife. That's literally what it says. And that's an amazing uh, expression because Abraham Avinu also took the wood. It doesn't say that he sent his hand. It also says that he climbed the mountain. It doesn't say he used his feet. It doesn't say any of these expressions by anything else. Only over here, Vayishlach et Yado, and he sent his hand, Vayikach et And the rabbis explain that this idea is literally coming to explain to us that Abraham, with everything else, he could kind of get, get himself to do. But when it came to this thing, he realized this can't be. It can't be the right thing. It can't be what Hashem wants. Vayishlach Yado. He had to send his hand. He had to physically move his hand to do something that he deep down did not want to do. And I think to, to uh, each person in their own stage in life, this the story of the Akedah becomes something which is so difficult to grapple with how Abraham Avinu could do it, how could Hashem have commanded or expected him to do. But the lesson that we learn from Abraham Avinu is actually one that's applicable in each and every one of our lives. Nothing to do with the story of Yitzhak, nothing to do with an Akedah, but the fact that a person has in their life a million examples of what happens when someone has to go through a very difficult circumstance, go through a very difficult scenario. What that means is that in every single person's life, there's going to be chances and times where they will have taken something, something that they built, something that they did, something that they spent a tremendous amount of time uh, uh, setting up, and they'll have to walk away from it. And I want to illustrate this idea. The Pasuk tells us that Hashem says to Abraham, Kachna et binecha, take binecha your son. Yehidecha, the only one in the world to you. Asherahafta, the one that you love. Vihaaleu, and raise it up as a ola, as a sacrifice to Hashem. Now, our tradition tells us that when the Torah talks about children, it doesn't only mean physical children, biological children. 
Um, we found this idea already in Parashat Noah, where the Pasuk says that Noah, Ele Toldot Noah, these are the children of Noah. Noah is tzaddik. Noah was a righteous man. That means Toldot doesn't mean only physical children. It means these are the outcomes of Noah's choices. So just as a child is the result of you getting married, of you having a child with your wife, so too uh, a person's actions, their deeds, their accomplishments, those are the fruits of their labor. Those ideas are also called, in Judaism, they're called banim. They're called um, toldot. They're called generations. These are the things that I've accomplished. Now, this might be an idea that resonates with every person in their life, no matter whether they're married or not, have children or not, or, or whatever. There will come a time where a person's going to be asked to sacrifice something. Something that is an accomplishment for them. Something that they spent a lot of time building. It's something, it might be even the greatest thing that you built. That you love. It might be something that you've put, it has become a labor of love. But there'll come a time when a person needs to sacrifice that for a value higher than that thing. So a person might build up a business, they might build up a company, and then realize that actually the company is, is not successful. The company is not producing in the way that you thought it would. And I've seen so many people over my tenure as a rabbi who continue to put money into that business, more money and more money and more money into the business. And that term is called the sunk cost fallacy. What does that mean? Imagine a gambler. A guy goes to Las Vegas. He goes to uh, uh, Atlantic City. He goes to a casino. And he puts down $100. Loses it. Puts down another $100. Loses it. Now he's starting to sweat. $300. $400. As he puts more and more money down on the table, he keeps telling himself, you know what? If I just put down, I can't keep losing. I mean, you can't lose again and again and again and again. Eventually I have to win. I already spent $700. This extra 100 now... You know, it's like saving the money that I put down before. That is called the sunk cost fallacy. You already spent that money. That money is sunk. It's at the bottom of the gambling ocean. You're never getting it back. Whether or not you win now has nothing to do with how much money you spent before. The question is, is this a good choice of spending your next $100? And the answer is no. So you have people who invested so much in a business that they feel for themselves, how could I walk out of this business? I need to keep investing more and more and more. But the only reason why they're investing more is not because this business itself seems like a good idea or a good investment to them, but it's because of what I already put in before. The same thing with a relationship. A person might put in, invest a tremendous amount into a relationship, but the relationship is toxic. The relationship is wrong. But the person tells themselves, I've already put in so much into this person. It doesn't make sense. I'm not going to just walk away. But if that person is killing you, if the relationship is destroying you, it's destroying the children, there might come a time where actually, it doesn't matter how much you put in, it's not worth saving because of what you put in. It's worth saving because of what ultimately you may be able to get out from it. And if it's damaged beyond repair, it might be that the smartest thing to do is to walk. Sometimes a person needs to sacrifice something that they've built, something that they love, for the sake of something that they love even more. Maybe as an example, if the relationship is eating you up alive, it's destroying you, it's killing your confidence, it's killing your ability to exist as a human being, you might have to walk away. The business is not profitable anymore. I might have to walk away. A lot of times a person makes a choice 
And the only reason why they keep choosing this choice is because they chose it once upon a time. That's a terrible reason to invest in something. So we learn from Abraham Avinu the capacity that a person has to sacrifice something for something bigger, for something greater. The only way to get a new, better job is to quit your old one. What if your old job is a really good job? It's hard. You love your old job. It's the best job you've ever had. Yes, but the next job, the job that you may only have the ability to chase once you leave the one you're in, you can only have that once you give up the first one. So this idea that part of growing requires sacrificing, part of growing requires giving something up, is a uh, an incredibly important part of the growth process. What do I need to give up? But more importantly, what am I giving up that thing for? My friends, there are times in, in a person's growth in their Judaism where they have a class that they love to go to, and the class is great. They could choose to go to another class, and that other class will be a higher-level class, will take them even further. But they love this class. The class has jokes. The class has stories. But you know what? You've reached the end of the line here. And yes, you'll be giving something up, but perhaps there's something more in the next stage. Uh, it's true about praying. It's true about charity. It's true about relationships. It's true about work. It's also true about relationship with God. My friends, sometimes in the process of growth and in our relationship with Hashem, in order to be able to have a higher level relationship with Hashem, we have to give up the relationship with Hashem that we once had. Because as we grow and we change our understanding of what God is and what Torah and what mitzvot are, sometimes we have to give up a little bit of the, the thing that we liked before. Can I give you an example? There comes a time in the growth of every person. You know, initially, everything that they do in Judaism might be so sweet and so warm and so full of meaning. And, so, and there's things that, you know what, they're right, but you don't like doing them. And in the beginning of your growth process, yeah, good, it doesn't fit into the model that Judaism is something that I love and something that's comfortable and something that I see value in. But there are some things in Judaism that you don't understand and are a little bit more difficult to be able to get behind. When it comes to those things, my friends, suddenly we realize that a deeper, more meaningful relationship is one where it's not only about what you get and what you understand. And in order to have that deeper relationship, in order to have that trust, you might have to walk away from a earlier, simpler version of your relationship with Hashem. But ultimately, on the other side of that, Ki varech avarechecha, Avraham is blessed with something that's so much greater. And on a simple level, he is perhaps looking at sacrificing this one, so to speak. But he gets blessed with a multitude of children. In the end, of course, there was never any intention for Hashem to ask him to sacrifice Yitzchak. But Avraham had to learn the definition of what it means to give up something to be able to get something better. Isn't eating kosher giving up maybe some of your favorite restaurants? Isn't keeping Shabbat properly maybe giving up on some of those events or things that you might have gone to if you were able to be on your phone and go here and go there or drive somewhere or drive here or drive there? Yeah, it is. But what you wound up getting is so much more valuable. My friends, we need to, need to learn to embrace the concept of sacrifice. And when we do, we wind up finding ourselves much richer 
than we ever were. Skushin Rabot. Baruch Adonai Leolam. Amen. Amen. Rabbi Haranya Ben Akasha Omer. A 